Welcome to Solution Focus School Unlimited podcast series. My name is Dr. Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of Counseling Towards Solutions, the first book that was published in 1995 that took the solution-focused approach into classrooms from kindergarten through 12th grade everywhere. Now it will be published in May 21 as a third edition, now by Routledge Publishers. I appreciate them very much and their support. I'm also the author of the Solution Focus Connection webinar series, offered every two weeks. And to access the next date for the next webinar, go to my website, solutionfocusschool.com. You know, depression, anxiety, amotivational syndrome, trauma, and school refusing have happened during the pandemic with online learning. And emerging research from many countries is saying that the mental health toll of COVID-19 and associated burdens on our youth will be significant and long-lasting. That was from Sharon Hoover, Professor of Child Adolescent Psychiatry and Co-Director of the National Center for School Mental Health at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. I too have those concerns. There's going to be gaps in learning, of course, when our students come back. But my worry is what happens to those students who have been in many ways traumatized over the past 17 months, being told by their teachers or encouraged by their teachers as much as the teachers could, they needed to work, they needed to find a way to complete work, and they couldn't. What if those same students walk into the classroom the first day of school and are met by our teachers who are well-meaning, but then begin to really push and pressure students to perform? What if they can't? What if due to mental health concerns that have happened over the 17 months, depression still is lingering in their minds and they're anxious? Instead, what I would encourage so much is the adaptation of a new mindset. And you all know probably what mindset I'm talking about. A solution-focused mindset that means we need to find a way to step into the worldview of these students who have been out of our sight for 17 months. Instead of thinking about what we must do, which is get them up to speed regarding the learning gaps, we've got to find a way to get them re-engaged with us. That can't happen if students are met by teachers who begin saying to them, you have to get back to work now. You've been off for 17 months. I haven't had a chance to work with you. What do you mean you can't do it? What do you mean it's too much work? Those kinds of questions, those kinds of interactions will be devastating, both to students and also to teachers. Our teachers have been so burned out over the past year, trying so hard to adapt their way of teaching over their many, many years of experience to a climate and a situation of online learning that has really taken its toll on so many levels. Instead, We need to help them have a mindset that will help them not only feel better about themselves as educators, but will in turn help our students feel better about themselves. (music) 
You know, when our students come into schools, some now, or parents or teachers, we always take their temperature, right? We want to know, are they healthy? We want to know if they're feeling okay. We're doing that for lots of reasons, safety reasons. Why not take the temperature of a climate of a classroom as well? The temperature of many online classrooms have been, well, a little stressful, a little warm, a little uncomfortable. Let's make sure in the fall those classrooms are not as warm. There's not discomfort. Instead, let's look at the students to guide us as to the climate we need to create. A few weeks ago, I was teaching a graduate school counseling class, and we were about two hours in, and I looked up at the 10 faces that were staring back at me on my Zoom classroom, and I noticed that they had stopped answering questions I was asking them, and some of them were just looking as if they didn't know what else to say, as if they were exhausted. And so I stopped my lecture, and I asked them, are you guys okay? And again, not many students answered. Gradually, one or two began to say, we're just so tired, Dr. Metcalf. And so I said to them, so what do we need to do, everyone, this evening? Do we need to stop, take a break, and pick up next week? And after several minutes of silence, one brave soul said, Dr. Metcalf, I think that would be a good idea. And so we did. And after I logged off, I thought, thank goodness I knew to ask them. Because before, many of my colleagues who often complain about such situations would have said maybe, look everyone, we've got to finish up this assignment here. We've got to finish up this lecture. No. Instead, everyone, what we need to do is check in on our students. I've often said how amazing it would be at the end of every week of, of classwork that we stopped and asked our students, whether they're in kindergarten or eighth grade or 11th grade, how do we do this week? What, what lessons did we do? What activities did we do that you enjoyed that really helped you learn something? It's always fascinating to me which ones they say they like. I do that too in my graduate school classes. I'm always asking them, what do you think about what we just did? Or at the end of a class, how do we do tonight? Tell me what we could have done a little bit differently. What could I have done a little bit differently as your teacher? I'm always, always anxious to hear. And that information I get, I use. And I thank them for it. And as a result, I think the students really are learning well in my classes. And I always give them the credit because they taught me how to teach them. As our students come back this fall, that's a concept I want us to really embrace allow our, our kids to teach us how they need to be taught this fall. It will be different. They've grown up 17 months. Many of them may be even unrecognizable if they are intermediate or middle school kids who change so quickly. They may be taller. They may be more quiet. They may be more subdued. We don't know until we step into their worldview. And that's what we have to do in fall 2021. I'd like to compare the process we are about to encounter in the fall to re-entry. 
And to compose this podcast and compose my article, I looked online to learn about how astronauts return to Earth. You know, we always watch them return to Earth, and we watch the careful ships that surround their capsule when they've landed in the ocean, and how careful they are to wait, open the hatch. And then the astronauts come out, and naturally they have to acclimate because Earth is going to make them feel much heavier than they did in space. We don't rush them. We don't say, get on the boat, let's go. Time for you to get back and go to work on Earth. No. Instead, we slow down. We let them acclimate. We let them get used to the new climate. And when we greet them, we typically greet them with accolades. We're excited to see them. We're excited for the fact that they came back safely. We're excited to hear what they discovered, what they learned. We treat them like celebrities because they are, they're heroes. This is very similar to what I think needs to happen in the fall with students everywhere. They're going back to a structured classroom. Most of them are so excited because that's how they learn best, but it's been a long time. Let's not expect that they'll know right away how to act. That'll be our cues that we've got to do. I can envision and would love to see teachers everywhere. The very first morning, students come in, in a circle with the students, talking to them, greeting them back, telling them how much they missed them, asking them how they made it through. What did you learn about yourself? The question might be. What are some things you learned when you were having to learn online? What do you hope we do in here today that might make it a little easier for you to get back on track? What can I do as your teacher? That conversation can happen in every single grade, and it should. And if it's in a middle school or a high school, it should happen in every single class throughout the day. Imagine being a student in a middle school or high school that's gone through six or seven classes and every single teacher took 10 minutes to welcome them back all during the day. Can you imagine what it would be like to leave that school in the afternoon? They might really feel important. That's what we want them to feel. And when they feel important, they're going to be slightly more respectful, slightly more motivated, maybe even excited to come to your class. And when that example of feeling as if they're important is still conveyed every single day by a teacher who acknowledges something that they do that maybe she or he didn't do before, but kind of goes out of their way to acknowledge a student who's trying or doing their best to complete something. That extra encouragement is going to make the difference that makes the difference for the student. We have a real opportunity, everyone, when school comes to session in the fall. Education has been on a hiatus for 17 months. There haven't been suspensions. There hasn't been school violence. 
there have not been situations where kids had to be placed in ISS or referred out. All of that's been on a hiatus. We have a chance to hit a reset button in education and change the way the system works a little bit so that our students come back and they feel at peace there. My wish for you is that you will feel the peace too. And that will come from you, the way you greet those students on the very first day of class. Now, most of you know that rarely do I go on and on like I am in this podcast, unless I'm going to give you something specific to think about doing. Here's the deal. Every class, every school will have its own plan. To get to that plan, which I can't give you a specific plan because I don't know your school and that would be disrespectful because you all operate in different contexts, but I can give you something to think about. And here is that something to think about. Suppose someone you truly cared for went on a long, long trip. During that trip, you heard that there were situations that threatened the livelihood and emotionality of the person you cared for. You worried about them a lot and at times could not reach them. Then one day you hear that the person is coming back, even though slightly altered emotionally from the trip. When that person walks up to you, what will you do that will tell that person you are happy to see them? What else will you do? What will you say? How will that person know they are cherished and valued in your life? What do you hope they realize about themselves as a result when you do all of these things the day you greet them back? Your students are going to recall you 20, 30 years from now. Think of the teachers you recall that made such a huge difference in your life. Be that teacher they recall who greeted them back on this very special day during this very special first week of school. Be that teacher they recall fondly that made a difference. You are so, so powerful. I recall teachers in my life that said things to me in a negative way. I haven't forgotten those either, but the ones that trump those are the ones that said something that were was encouraging to me. Those are way up there. A new mindset this fall can result in a safe education environment that can start off with gusto. And here's something else as we end this podcast today. Doing so is not just for the students, everyone. It's for you too. May this week be exceptional as you finish up your school year. Let's start planning for fall 2021.